Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome back, Kingdom Influencing Nation. We are just a few weeks away from Thanksgiving. I can smell it now. The turkey, the cranberry sauce, the dressing, um, the cornbread, and the the uh, what, what am I what am I thinking of right now? Can anybody tell what I'm thinking? Mac and cheese, but you know, um, some of you may be doing something different. You may be cooking a roast. You may be doing chicken. You may be doing pumpkin instead of sweet potato pies. Uh, there are different cultures and people around the world that celebrate Thanksgiving many different ways. And uh, I hope to all of you uh, who are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving and to those who are not, for whatever reason, that you have a place of safe haven and a place where you can get a meal and, and get some rest and, and take a load off of you. Just, just a prayer, just a prayer. Um, believe in God that, you know, for many, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of year. For others, Thanksgiving is a time where people remember people that were members of their family and Thanksgiving's gone by who are no longer part of their family. Um, I lost my mother back in 2018 and God rest her soul and, and thank God for all of the meals that she's prepared. And uh, my mother-in-law uh, many years ago and my father-in-law many years ago, just people who've been in my life and uh, have made those holidays very, very special. But um, whoever you are, wherever you are this Thanksgiving, um, make it special, make it count, um, bite some family and friends, reconnect, bring things back together again, let go of old hurts and wounds and family feuds, let it go and give God thanks uh, during this Thanksgiving season. Hey, welcome again to uh, KIPP and uh, I want to welcome all of you from all over the world. Uh, who are listening, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for sharing. I hope you accepted the challenge to share it, to share the posts, any posts that you may see, to share the link with friends, relatives, co-workers, cohorts, and just uh, allow other people to be as blessed as you are. 
All right. Today I want to continue. We've been talking about uh, being in pursuit of God, and I, I said that I was prepping to talk about uh, from the topic, don't quit. Don't quit. As a matter of fact, I want you to stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. I want you to see it in your, your heart, see it in your mind. Um, I know you're going to take a break during the holidays, but until the 23rd or 22nd, whatever you decide to, to take your leave of absence, we need to stay focused. We need to finish strong. We need to make sure that we complete the assignments that we've started. And so I'm going to do this in two sessions. Um, but I want you to know that uh, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is a reward of those who diligently seek him. And in other words, uh, he wants us to know that he is, that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. He, he shows himself uh, strong on the behalf of those who show themselves loyal to him. Um, we need to know that if we're uh, good and if we're faithful and obedient, we should be the good and the fat of the land. These are just scriptures that posture us to realize that with every promise, there's a struggle. There's no way that we can get a promise from God and there be no struggle. So what is the struggle that we're dealing with? We talked about situations that we default to. So whatever you're defaulting to is part of your struggle. It's your thorn in your side. And what we need to do is overcome the thorn in the side with the blood of Jesus Christ through the power of repentance His and, and resting assured and the surety of his grace, that God has mercy on us, fresh mercy on us every day. Fresh mercy, like the dew drops in the grass, every day are provided for us so that we can continue to fight the good fight of faith, so that we can continue to win the good fight of faith, and so we can continue to be obedient to his will. So, so watch this, watch this. With every promise, there has to be a valley of process. And there can be no process without pain. There can be no process without pain. So if you're going to embrace a promise that God has given you on the mountain, then you have to be prepared to go into the valley of process and learn how to endure pain. What is it about the pain? The pain produces the promise. The praying produces the promise. Or, watch this, the pain produces the maturity that will lead you to the manifestation of the promise. The pain produces the maturity that will lead you to the manifestation of the promise. That's why we can't quit. We, we cannot quit. We got to keep fighting, keep battling, keep going at it, keep believing God that better days are ahead. So let me read something to you from James 1, 12, and 15, because, again, we don't want to settle in, in sin like a hog in slop. We want to, uh, we, we, we all sin and fall short, but we want to get out of that rut. We want to keep praying that God would put more of himself in us so that the discolored water, more purity in us, so that the discolored water of the impurities of our souls would want, then begin to wash away. So, there's some promises that go with this. So watch this, James 1, 12, 15. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. He blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. So what does the scripture say about 
enduring testing and temptation. It is very, very simple. Uh, that as good soldiers, that we ought to endure temptation and endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. As good soldiers, we ought to endure, fight through, battle through. We can't let our mind just run away with us and say that we have no uh, recourse, that we have no strength, that we have no power, that we have no action, that we're in a losing situation, that my lifestyle put me in a losing situation from the day I was born. No, 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 no. God has a plan for our life and it's not for our destruction. So let me continue to read. Let me tell you what the scripture says. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So if you love him, you're going to receive that crown of life. And, and that's on the other side. There's some things that God blesses us with on this side, but then there's some things that he blesses us with on the other side. I always tell people when they look at scripture and it says that he will uh, make a table before us in the presence of our enemies and our cup will run up over our cup. The, the fact of the matter is your cup's going to run over in the presence of your enemies. Well, there's not going to be any enemies in heaven. So then the process of your cup running over and the process of that table being prepared for you is on this side of humanity. It's on this side. But then there's also crowns of life that God was will bless us with to those who love him on the other side. So verse 13, and remember, remember this. When you're tempted to go back into that default setting, do not say that God has tempted me. God never tempts to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So then we can't blame everything on the devil. And I know I talked about the devil a little bit and some of the things that he does, his tricks. But there are also things that we fall susceptible to because, listen, it is because we want to. There are times we want to sin. We want to smoke, drink, or uh, have sex or whatever it is outside of marriage or with someone who's, who's married. We want to do this stuff. And we have to get to a place in our life where we decide that if we want God to truly bless us, if we want a 360-degree change in the way that our life comes at us, then we have to adapt to making changes ourselves. It's just no other way. So watch this. I'm going to read. I've been talking, using these Pauline literature, Galatians, and books that he's written. Well, here's another one. Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So when you get saved, we are in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But this is the, the clincher. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So there's no condemnation to those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if we walk after God, there's no condemnation. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. We are free because of the blood of Jesus. The spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. So we don't have to pursue the law of sin and death. 
For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. In other words, no one can fulfill the law. If you mess up one part of the law, you messed up the whole part of the law. So then God sent his son so that we would have grace. So watch this. God did, did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. He survived the sin that was in his flesh. Even though God turned his back on him, he survived that sin. He survived. Okay? We know that death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't hold him. He survived. He resurrected that he might ascend into heaven, giving gifts unto men. And we're thankful for those gifts uh, that we just celebrated last month, our pastors uh, who watch out for our souls. So watch this. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to to the flesh but according to the spirit so let me read verses three and four together so you hear this in context for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh god did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin because of sin he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. So if you want to get that fleshly mindset out of you, you got to keep pouring. Remember the pouring uh, uh, example I gave you? You got to keep pouring until the things of the flesh begin to dissipate and be displaced out of our spirits. Okay? So watch this. Uh for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want life, you want peace, become spiritually minded. Because the carnal mind is enmity or enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So if we continue to pursue the flesh, we will never, we will never be able to please God. We'll just never be able to please God. We have to pursue the things of the spirit. Right, and listen to this. Listen to this. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. So living according to the flesh is automatically a death sentence. You know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But if by the spirit you put to, death, put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And that's what we want to do. We want to live and we want to live unto God each day. We want to put more of God in us, ask more of God to come in us. Sometimes we're always praying to God, take something away, take something away, take something away. But the process of maturation and the process of being made mature in God Sometimes it's not taking away things, it's adding to who we are. We need God to add to who we are. So ask God to add more of his holiness, more of his righteousness, more of his grace, more of his power, more of his, you know, uh, steadfastness, more uh, of, of his peace and his patience and his love, uh, 
there's righteousness, the fruit of the spirit. We want to ask God for these things to replace the things that are in us that are not like God. So watch this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We want to be led by the Spirit. We want to tap into the Spirit of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again, to be bound again, uh, to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. We've been engrafted in Jew into the Jewish faith, therefore giving us right to all of the blessings that God have talked about uh, in the Bible. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs of Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. If we suffer with God, we will also be glorified together with God. So this is what I meant by accepting. You get a promise from God on the mountaintop, but you've got to be prepared to go into the valley. If you go into that valley, remember, you will suffer persecution. You will go through something, something negative that's going to yield a positive for all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. So what something may start out negative will eventually yield positive. So you go through the process. The process will produce the pain of suffering, the pain of negativity, of hurt, of persecution. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the process and the pain combined together produce the maturity and the maturation where once we become mature in God, where the things that he wants to bless us with don't overwhelm us, then God can now manifest his promises in the earth. He wants to manifest what he told you. So remember this. This is how Paul looked at suffering. This is how he looked at pain. This is how he looked at things that hurt him as he's going through the process, as you're pursuing God. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. It's not worthy to be compared with the crown of righteousness or with the crown of life. It's not worthy to be compared with what God has in store for those who actually love him. So remember, don't quit. Stay focused. Go through, get your promise. You have a promise, prophetic word that came from God, a prophetic utterance. Hold on to it, no matter how long it takes to manifest. If you're on the mountain when you receive it, be prepared to go into the valley. Go through your process. Process will yield pain or persecution or some kind of hurt or some kind of difficulty. An obstacle that you have to overcome. This obstacle then produces maturation. Maturation will then lead you to the place of manifestation where the promise that God said will actually come to pass. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Don't quit. Stay focused. Until next week, God bless.